What is exposure compensation? How do I use it and why is it so useful? Hi and welcome to episode 111 of the Photography Explained podcast. I'm your host Rick and in each episode I will try to explain one photographic thing to you in plain English in less than 10 minutes-ish without the irrelevant details. What I tell you is based on my lifetime of photographic experience and not Google. Before I go on, I need your help. I need your questions to answer. More on this at the end, but please have a think while you listen to this splendid episode. Here is the answer bit. Exposure compensation allows photographers to quickly make a photograph lighter or darker by increasing or decreasing the exposure. Exposure compensation is used where the camera does not interpret the light in a scene correctly or where the photographer wants to change the exposure from that selected by the camera for creative reasons. Okay, that's nice and easy. I've hopefully written what is exposure compensation in my notes here, but I told you that, but I would like to go into a bit more detail. So um, let's start with the exposure triangle. All things in photography related to each other. So I'll talk about exposure compensation and I need to talk about the exposure triangle. Now I've spoken about this before. There are episodes where I talk about this and nothing else. Exposure triangle is the relationship of aperture, shutter speed and ISO. With exposure compensation, we're using the exposure triangle in a different way, changing camera settings to make a photo lighter or darker. Exposure compensation. Well, if you take a photo and it's too bright, or it's too dark, you can quickly apply exposure compensation to get the correct exposure or the exposure that you want. Let's not forget this could be a creative choice rather than a technical one. Now, whilst camera meters are incredibly accurate, it does depend what you're pointing your camera at and what and where the light is. A camera meter makes an assessment of the camera settings required to get the correct exposure. If it gets it wrong, it needs some help. If you take a photo and it is too light or too dark, something has gone wrong. And you can use exposure compensation to fix this by increasing the exposure to get a brighter photo or by decreasing the exposure to get a darker photo. That's it really. I mean, sure, we could complicate it more, but that is it in a nutshell. And I like nuts. Exposure compensation makes a photo lighter or darker by increasing or decreasing the exposure. Fine, but how much compensation should I apply? Well, it depends, to be honest. Depends how much under or overexposed the photo is. But the beauty of digital photography is that you can simply apply exposure compensation, take another photo and see how it looks. Or you could wait a couple more episodes for a great trick I'm going to tell you about. Spoiler alert. How do I use it? Well, it depends on your camera. So I will go back to my good old Canon 6D, which is my reference point. It's my starter for 10. Whatever camera you have and however you use it to apply exposure compensation... The principles are exactly the same though, so don't worry. You don't have to be a Canon 6D user to benefit from this episode. Oh no, anybody can benefit from this episode, believe me. Why do I say believe me? It's a, I, 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 <laughs> I don't know why I say it. I wish I did. Believe you me. Right, on the Canon 6D, you rotate the big wheel on the back of the camera. On other cameras, there are other ways of doing exactly the same thing. With a Canon 6D, you can only apply exposure compensation in aperture priority or aperture value mode, AV, shutter priority or time value, TV, and in program mode, P. That's P for program, not P for, for, P for professional. <laughs> That's P for program, not P for professional, by the way. Just saying. Killed the joke with my stumbling, didn't I? So what do you do? Well, first off, you can apply exposure compensation in one third stop increments. So each time you turn the wheel and it clicks, you're adding a third of a stop of exposure compensation. So three clicks and you will have added one full stop of exposure compensation, making the photo one stop brighter. 
Go the other way, reducing the exposure, and you'll get a darker image. But what happens in each of the modes? Well, I didn't do a Google for this. I um, I actually got my camera and checked. AV mode, my go-to mode. In AV mode, to add one stop of exposure compensation, rotate the wheel to the right three clicks. The camera helpfully keeps the aperture the same and reduces the shutter speed by one stop. This results in an image which is one stop brighter. The shutter speed is one stop slower, letting one stop more light in. Sorry this sounds complicated, but it's not that bad. The shutter speed will change from, say, 1 125th of a second to 1 60th of a second, which is one stop. And going the other way to decrease the exposure, rotate the wheel three clicks to the left and you're applying one stop of exposure compensation, decreasing the exposure by one stop, making the photo one stop darker. To do this, the camera changes the shutter speed by one stop, going from, say, 1 60th of a second to 1 125th of a second, this shutter speed is one stop faster, letting in one stop less light, resulting in a photo which is one stop darker. Darker. And yes, I had to be careful writing that because it's very, very easy to get this wrong. TV mode, time value, shutter priority. In TV mode, the camera adjusts the aperture rather than the shutter speed. So in TV mode, increasing the exposure by one stop, rotating the wheel three clicks to the right, reduces the aperture value by one stop, going from, say, f11 to f8. This is a larger aperture. Is it larger? Yes, it is physically. It's a larger aperture, but a smaller number. I know, it's dreadful, isn't it? Letting in more light, resulting in a brighter exposure. And go the other way, decrease the exposure by one stop, reducing the aperture value by one stop from, say, f5.6 to f8, gives a one-stop darker photo. Now, I say aperture value as the number is larger, but the opening is smaller. I know, I know. Who came up with that one? Shutter speed's great, isn't it? It's logical. Program mode. Well, in program mode, it depends what the exposure is and adjusts one or other or both of the aperture and the shutter speed. I did try it in program mode because I tend not to use program mode that much and when I do, I'm just doing fun photography so I might not even bother with exposure compensation. It changed both, which was interesting and I couldn't see a particular pattern to it wasn't very scientific research. It's just making you aware of these things. But yes, I actually got my camera out and tried them out to see what they did, just to be sure. So why is it so useful? Well, exposure compensation is useful as it allows us photographers to very quickly adjust the camera's interpretation of the light in the scene to give either a more accurate exposure or the exposure that we want. The talky bit, I'll put my teeth back in. Well, I love exposure compensation. I use it all the time to make subtle adjustments to the exposures that my camera suggests. And this is quickly and simply, lighter or darker. It really is that simple. Lighter or darker. Just keep that in mind. Positive adjustment, lighter, and negative adjustment, darker. It doesn't need to be complicated, does it? But we manage to do this in photography all the time. And I love the way that my Canon 6D stays true to the mode that I'm in. And you can do the same thing, of course, by making the same adjustments in manual mode. They are actually one and the same thing. And the only difference really is how you do it, which interestingly enough for me is another nail in the, using air quotes here, which you can't see, I know, you have to use manual mode to be a real photographer, coffin. The camera's meter doesn't always get, yeah, sorry, <laughs> going back there, bit of a, bit of a hobby horse of mine is this um, perception of some told to many. That to be a real photographer, you have to take all your photos in manual mode. I don't. Does that mean I'm not a real photographer? 
Moving on, the camera's meter doesn't always get it right and that's fine. We need to be aware of this and this is why it's important that we check the photos that we take to make sure we've got the best exposure we can. Now I could go down a rabbit hole of why the camera meter might not get a correct rendition of a photo but I'm not going to because that won't help you understand exposure compensation. Like I say, we need to be aware of what our cameras are doing and more aware when the light is challenging or in the wrong place. We might have to think a little bit more. Now, experience will help you with this. And over time, you'll get a feel for when you need to check a photo to see if it's OK. You'll get a feel also for when you might need to tweak the exposure by using exposure compensation. And I mean, before you take any photos, you might, once you get experience, you'll know you need to give a little tweak here or there. It's, it's experience and practice, which is why I always say the number one way for you and I to improve our photography is to go out more and take photos. That should be my scrap line. Now, I don't check every photo, but if the light's changing or challenging or anything but straightforward, I will do. As I say, it's part of learning and practicing. Well, I hope I've explained exposure compensation to you in a way that you understand. Increase the exposure to make a photo brighter. Decrease the exposure or, <laughs> as I've written here, decease the exposure to make a photo darker. Oh, dear. And yes, I ha <laughs> I'm saying, and yes, I had to be very careful with my explanation. This is a very easy thing to get completely wrong, as is writing decease instead of decrease. Well, what do I do? Well, I take three photos, so it's less of an issue for me. More on that in a future episode. But if the first photo is too light or too dark, I will retake the photo with, expo with appropriate exposure compensation adjustment. Sorry, more on that in the next episode. I was ad-libbing my way into trouble there, wasn't I? Big takeaway. A one-stop increase in exposure using exposure compensation results in a brighter photo. A one-stop decrease in exposure using exposure compensation results in a, <laughs> a darker photo. Just, um, just, yeah, I've written brighter photo twice. That's a copy and paste error, isn't it? I'll try that again. <laughs> a one-stop decrease in exposure using exposure compensation results in a darker photo. I better correct that before I publish it on the blog. That sums it up nicely for me. Oh, dear. <laughs> I'm a bit out of practice with this. I'm not going to lie to you because, um, yeah, well, I won't go into that now. That's one for later. Check out the ep related episode, sorry. Check out the episode page on the podcast website to find out what I've spoken about so far, and especially the last 10 or so episodes all about camera settings. Blimey, 10 episodes about camera settings. I've been down a bit of a rabbit hole, haven't I? But a nice rabbit hole all the same. In the next episode, hmm. Photography Explained podcast episode 112. Wait for it. Is HDR photography bad? Is it okay to use it? Or is it just cheating? Pitchfork time. I'm expecting a reaction to this one. Shout out. Last shout out for now. Shout out to me. Well, why not? Nobody else is asking for one. You know where you are. Come on. Get your question answered. Well, I mentioned this at the beginning. This is what my podcast is all about. Answering your photography questions. So please get in touch with your question. And not only will I answer your question, but I will give you a shout out on that episode, which is nice. Just head over to photographyexplainedpodcast.com forward slash start. Okay, I'm done. Thanks for listening to my small but perfectly formed podcast, it says here. To find out more about my podcast and do stuff to help me, why wouldn't you? Check out the podcast website, which is photographyexplainedpodcast.com. This episode was brought to you by me having a healthy day, which has clearly affected my ability to speak, so maybe I should go back to my unhealthy ways because I obviously prefer them and I'm more used to them. 
I've been Rick McAvoy. Thanks again very much for listening to me and for giving me 10-ish minutes of your valuable time. And I will see you on the next episode. Cheers from me, Rick. My brand new course, How to Become a Real Estate Photographer, Straight Talking Advice for Beginners to Get You Making Money Quickly and Build a Career, is available to buy now. Find out more at rickmacavoyphotography.com forward slash courses.